lot of people make money. That's like their thing. They want to be able to buy things. Um, they want to own Lambos. They want to go to the moon. You know, they want those coins to go up. You know, those NFTs got to make the millions. Quick cash. You know, people, that's like, that's their dream. Or other people are like, oh, I just want to travel the world. And they don't. Um, they go to like Fiji every three years on vacation. But they say they travel the world. Um, my thing is, is that I want to make enough money before I'm 40 that I no longer have to make money ever again. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Q, name still pending, with your host, me, Quentin, or O'Nerd, depending on how you know me. Um, today is going to be kind of, you know, another another episode. I'm not really talking about news um, because reasons. Um, I haven't really, I've been paying attention to the news. You know, I still daily look through stuff. You know, things uh, things in the crypto world, any new NFT projects dropping, any updates on like things like VFriends, um, and what CryptoPunks are up to, of course. Um, don't have the kind of money to really get into those, so it's more of just a hobby of just seeing what the community's doing, um, not par- mar- partaking in the uh, extravagant spending of those, those uh, communities, but watching, seeing what's happening noticing trends things like that um and of course regular news hasn't really been a whole lot you know fda approval of vaccines have been happening but no mandates on boosters yet uh companies are starting to require doing weekly testing or having their people be vaccinated uh so that's nice that's a good thing um no end in sight still on recovering from this pandemic because the pandemic's still happening and we're deciding actually to make it very political and um just not listening to sound advice and listening to unsound advice uh but tis the way of the world especially as you get older you just start realizing that more and more that people just kind of don't want to hear it right they just don't want to hear it and so you can't change your mind and it's kind of sad but that's just the way way it's happening um and i don't have a way to change that I don't know the cure. There is one. I don't know it, but there is one. Um, hopefully, it'll happen sooner or later. Um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, really, there's not... Last Hasn't been two full weeks. The sixth was probably the last time I uploaded. So yeah, it's been two full weeks. And I can't really think of any notable news worth recapping. Because there hasn't really been any, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on how you take news. Um, I'm trying to think of anything positive. I mean, we got Apple tomorrow or actually today you listening to this ios 15 is supposed to release so there's some good features in there um the biggest one that i'm uh into is the uh detect text from images so like if you take a picture of something you can just uh you know like copy the text that's from the image and it'll actually generate that and allow you to paste it somewhere else so that's gonna help for things like navigation or um what translating foreign um you know languages if you need that from where you live that'll be huge um i think if there's some smoother animations some better coloring um 
I don't really remember much else. There's nothing else really to notice. A couple things for the iPhone 13 that are releasing. So, you know, improvements for optimizations and other things like that that will obviously be on those new phones as most uh, iOS updates happen at the time of a new phone release. Usually they benefit the most from that because all of their hardware needs that. Um, but good news is that everybody has all the way back. I think it's the 6S, I think, is the lowest generation of phone that can get iOS 15. Uh, no noticeable changes on battery life. You're already going to have a pretty terrible one anyways. Um, sorry, but it is time to upgrade you 6S lovers. Uh, I do recommend going to the iPhone XR. You can go for the XS. I mean, it's nice. It's got slightly more speed, uh, maybe a little bit better battery, but the camera isn't as great um, if you're into that kind of thing. And the screen resolution isn't as good um, than the XR. Uh, so there's some give and take there, but comparative to your 6S, it's the best because of size and um, weight, of course. Um, and obviously, uh, an X is going to be a way better upgrade. You're not going to complain about having an XR versus an XS, but. Um, do upgrade. It's worth the price at this point. I think it's under $500 to get the X series or the 10 series, depending on how you want to say it. So it's time to upgrade if you're that old of an iPhone. Um, and of course, you know, there's iPads, the new watches, all that stuff. Um, outside of really even tech, um, I mean, I've been, I built my father a PC. Uh, he finally decided to pull that trigger uh, since. I think, well, when we got the stimulus checks, the, the most recent round of stimulus checks back in the spring, um, he was thinking about building a PC. Uh, we were waiting on graphics cards. Well, it's been about well, it's September, so that many months, four months, um, still nothing. Haven't been able to get a hold of any. So we ended up modifying his list a little bit to uh, allow for better onboard graphics so that he could still play. I think he's, he's playing Rust, and I can't remember there's another game that he was talking about recently that he's probably going to play. But they're relatively low-intensity um, games, and so we just slightly bumped up a CPU from the i5-97, I think. We went to a 1070, or yeah, the 10700, however you want to say it, sorry. Um, the i5-1070, it's got 12, well, it's got 6 cores, 12 logical uh, cores on it, uh, you know. I don't remember how many threads, 52, 56, something like that per core. Um, and a slightly better motherboard, I can't remember what brand, I think it's an MSI, but it could be... Uh, as rock, but I'm not 100% sure I'm between those two. But it does have DisplayPort and HDMI on it, so it does support 4K. He's only got, I think they're 1080 screens um, at 160, 175 hertz monitors, actually. They're from LG. Um, so all of that stuff's going to be working well together, so he's actually going to notice some good, good improvement, actually. Um, it'll run smoothly. Uh, we've done some benchmarking already. It's good to go. I'm actually going to take that to him later this evening, which is Sunday, so he'll already have it on Monday, so shout out Father, hope you're enjoying Rust, um, I'm glad I could uh, help you out on your new PC, which that really got me into thinking uh, about upgrading my own PC, um, I currently have an i5-7600K, which is at this point, uh, it's a solid card, you know, a little chipset, it's nice uh, for anything not coming out since 2019, um, so like things like Cyberpunk, uh, Tomb Raider, uh, Doom, whatever Eternal I think is the new one, um, the new Call of Duties, uh, the Halo Infinite. Surprisingly, the beta was actually really good. It was solid. Um, I did notice uh, some not frame issues, but on higher settings, 
I was barely getting over 60 frames per second, which is for Halo on MCC, I get about 120, no problem on high settings. So the newer tech, it is digging a bit more into my CPU and my graphics card. So um, Halo is the big one that I want to play. So I want to be able to play that at a higher fidelity um, because I do like to be competitive in shooters. So I do need some upgrades. Um, unfortunately, the 1070 is going to stay in my PC for a while. It's a, I think it's Asus, um, eight gigabyte VRAM. It's a 1070. Like I said, it's a GTX 1070. Um, it's solid. It's lasted me what four or five years now. It's it's a good card. Uh, I keep good care of it, keeping it cleaned out. Um, I do actually. Um, I don't take it out of the socket very often because I know that does wear down on both the chip and the socket itself on the motherboard. Um, I only remove it maybe every three months for a solid deeper cleaning, getting in between the fan and the actual uh, board of the graphic card. Um, so it is in good shape. Um, I have been keeping an eye on it because it's getting to be an older card and I do kind of tax it a bit on things like Minecraft and um, what was it? There's a higher, higher resolution game I've been playing. Skyrim, obviously I upscaled that. It's an old, old game. Um, so. You know, it's not that taxing on the CPU, or the GPU, sorry, my bad. Um, but I do use it fairly heavily, um, so it is getting there. So I'm going to be upgrading. I'm going to try and get a hold of the, probably a 1080, or a 2080, sorry, um, maybe 2080 Ti, depending on the price. Um, I would like to get that size card because I don't really care about the 30 series cards really at all. They're too expensive for nothing to gain really because i don't need real-time ray tracing uh, i don't play any of those games and i don't plan on playing any games that need that tech so 2080 will be solid it'll allow me to actually like vr game properly as well which would be nice um and i'm thinking about grabbing either an i7 10 900 or an i9 9700 depending on which one's out of the time and decide to do some upgrades um of course i have to play some motherboard um, the RAM should be fine. I got 32 gigs. I may upgrade uh, DDR4, uh, try to get higher than a 3200 um, process speed or whatever the word is. I'm blanking on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's some of my upgrades that I plan on doing uh, within probably about a year or two. Hopefully by this coming summer, I can get a hold of a graphics card at least. Um, but we'll see what that does, honestly. Um, I don't 100% know what's, um, what's going to happen there. But i like for something like that to happen, you know? That'd be nice. And then, of course, um, the reason for those upgrades is obviously Halo Infinite. And then also, I did it. I finally pulled the trigger on getting a hold of um, Star Citizen. Uh, I know it's a controversial game for some. And other people say, why not just play Elite Dangerous? It actually works um, because you're dumb. You don't understand the scope of what the game wants to be. Um, it is also an alpha game. And I've given it about four years, actually, of vetting time from when I decided, like, oh, this would be a cool game to actually want to play. And at the time, that was right as I built my new PC. Um, I didn't build it for specs to play the game. Um, obviously, I built the specs for... Um, at the time, all of that stuff was medium to high-end gear. 
um, so it would have ran this game fine. But um, I did see a lot of the controversial topics and decided that it is an alpha game. Um, things are very expensive uh, buying the ships and all the other pledge material, and it was kind of like, I don't know if I should support this or not. So, you know, I gave it about four years. Um, the project's still going. It's still updating. It's actually getting stable. You do still have to have better than an i5-9700 and a 1070 in your computer. I can run at about 20 frames a second. Um, worse on planet than in outer space for obvious reasons. It's a persistent universe. Everything's rendered pretty much at all times, at least in your... Uh, I think it's technically solar system. It's within atmosphere. When you go onto planets, things will uh, de-render away. Um, and then when you're outer space, it's your solar system that you're in. So there is uh, some fluctuation on cards and uh, CPUs. So that is a bit more taxing on older older uh, parts. So yeah, I'm going to be upgrading to play that game specifically. Um, those upgrades in mind will allow me to play the game in about medium settings, uh, at least get a consistent 60 frames, if not 30 locked, obviously. Uh, I can play at 30. I know a lot of people hate playing at 30 frames a second, um, but it is playable for me. Um, so, you know, I will do that. Uh, so that's the plan there, obviously, is why I'm doing the upgrades. Um, I think the game is very cool. It's pretty much everything that I've been wanting, um, both as a game and also just in real life. You know, one day I would... I would I would, uh, if I was born in a different world, I would be somebody that would just fly an air, you know, a spaceship around and then do space stuff. I don't know. Uh, but I've always just had that in my brain. I was like that if I were alive later, you know, if I was born in the year 3000 or whatever, and that was a possibility, um, that would be my best life. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, but we're in the year 2020, uh, 2021. So, can't do that yet, unfortunately. Probably won't in my lifetime. And at this point, I have too much invested on Earth to just give it all up, you know? So, living that out in Star Citizen looks to be the most promising way to do it. So, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> which, that leads me into, you know, kind of like my whole, uh, what am I doing? You know, the existential crisis that everybody has at some point in their life of what do I do on this planet? Why am I here on Earth? That kind of thing. Um, if you haven't had it, eh, you'll get there. It'll happen eventually. Um, if you have had it, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and everybody comes to their own conclusions on that. Um, and my thing is, is that I am trying to, of course, a lot of people make money. That's like their thing. They want to be able to buy things. Um, they want to own Lambos. They want to go to the moon. You know, they want those coins to go up. You know, those NFTs got to make the millions. Quick cash. You know, people, that's like, that's their dream. Or other people are like, oh, I just want to travel the world. And they don't. Um, they go to, like, Fiji every three years on vacation. But they say they travel the world. Um, my thing is, is that I want to make enough money before I'm 40 that I no longer have to make money ever again. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. But you can honestly do it it's doable i'm doing it um i'm not going to disclose how i'm doing that because that would defeat the purpose because then i wouldn't make the money because too many other people would also do it you know that kind of thing but also it's not guaranteed it's me uh betting on that you know if that makes any sense um 
And some people say, oh, you're probably like, you know, scamming people or you're stealing money or whatever else, or you're working, you're not, you're working too much. Um, no, the thing is, is that how I'm doing it is I'm working and I'm making money and then I'm setting percentage of that and diversitizing that money, making the money work instead of sitting in a bank account because that's the most, you know, that's the one rule of proper money financial, uh, literacy is not just sitting on your money in a bank account because you know how inflation works if you don't know how inflation works it's two percent every year it decreases the price of the dollar goes down so you lose two percent year on year if you just have a bank account like a normal debit you know checking account even a savings account that says they they give you a percent a year uh you're still losing a whole percent the bank is just making money off of you every year um and I can disclose that because I haven't signed any documents from the bank that I work at. Um, I probably have already named it before. If I have, oops. If I haven't, good, because I don't need to. But I am an IT person at a bank, and so I do understand those structures. And I'm not going to say it's a scam because you do technically sign up for it. When you sign those papers, they tell you these things. They're legally required to tell you these things. Not that how inflation uh, increases or decreases, but they are legally required to tell you how they're going to make money off of you. <laughs> that's that's how that's their business model is making money off of uh, average people. Um, so yeah, you don't do that if you want to if you want to make money to where you don't need to make any more money when you're 40. Don't have a bank account, that kind of thing. Um, but if you're just going to, if you, if you like working the nine to five or the eight to eight or whatever your work schedule is, and you like that, that structure and that, um, that way of making money working hard for the dollar bills that I earn, you know, that mentality, uh, then sure. Capitalism. Yeah, it's great. Be under somebody else. Um, waste your time there, um, to make money and make you feel better when you go on your one vacation a year. Um, that's perfectly fine. Some people can have that, and they are okay. They can live that life and be okay with it. They could even be happy with it. They can find their own happiness in that structure. That just isn't... I can't. That makes any sense. So, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> so, I don't, you know, right now, I don't buy things. I don't... I don't even... I even went on vacation. I have, like, 116 hours of vacation time that I have to use up in the next two months, or else I lose, like, 75% of it. I don't care about those things. I don't care about having time off because I'm in the grind right now. I am building the structure of my life. I don't care about taking time off because I don't need that time off. Uh, because I'm too busy working on making that grind happen. Making my wants when I'm 40 happen now. Or starting now so that they happen by the time I'm 40. Um, and all this motivation doesn't just like come out of my own head and one day just deciding that I want to do this. This is like years of me contemplating this information, understanding the ecosystem that I live in, the economics of my world that I live in, not the economics of the U.S., not the economics of California or New York, how money works in like small town Illinois. It's completely different than if you live in California. Your expenses are going to be completely different. Your taxes are going to be ridiculously different. Your income tax is going to be way different. Um, you can't structure off of what the U.S. is doing year on year. you got to do what works for where you're at. So where I live right now and where I'm going to be for the, at least the next five, if not ten years, is this area. 
I'm going to be here. So how do I maximize my profits in that time frame? And then in about three to seven years, you know, I'll start researching where we're planning on going to next and understanding that ecosystem, that economic situation and determining where, where the best, best course is. It could be better. It could be worse. Um, just depends on where the happiness lies on if I do have to take a decrease from where we're going, say if we move to Texas or California, am I willing to take that 15 to 20% extra on taxes per year um, in order for a happy, uh, you know, happy life? And can I afford that? Um, the answer would probably be yes, because the idea is that that's what I'm doing right now is I'm building that, that uh, not comfort zone, but that cushion that I can, so that I can afford to do these other things later in life. Um, so yeah, I'm not just building wealth for myself either. I'm trying to build generational wealth and generational, uh, you know, understanding of what our future is going to look like. That's, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and all that is from not even from inside myself. Obviously all the words that I'm saying are from me and my own way of interpreting this information that I've gathered, but you know, watching people like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, uh, what's his name? I just I always forget his name. There's Graham Stephan and his friend Andre Zik, who you know they do like stock market and norm normie business model stuff. Um, they do a little bit of cryptocurrency things here and there, but really Gary Vaynerchuk is the main guy that really is. He's like my um, what's his name? Dave? Is it Dave Ramsey? Yeah, it's Dave Ramsey. Uh, that's like the millennial to early. Uh, uh, Gen Z, like or late Gen Z, early millennial, like those two, that group of people, theirs is Dave Ramsey. They're all about that guy and not having loans and paying off all your debt and just, I don't really know, haven't really went into his program. It's successful. It works for people. I'm not going to say it's not. It's a thing. But the thing is, he's he makes money off of telling people how to make money. That's kind of ugh to me, you know, just kind of gives me ugh. Like, uh, it's not genuine, 100% genuine, because you aren't using your own information to make your life profitable and better. You're just profiting off of other people's um, financial illiteracy, basically. Uh, so his business model sucks. His information's good, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So not hitting on his program and his idea and how he's, you know, doing the information and giving, how he's giving out the information is what I don't like kind of thing. Um, it's weird you know, him profiting off of people that are trying to not waste their money, <laughs> which, you know, obviously, uh, or if you're older, uh, I really don't expect any boomers or, uh, any old, old people, uh, but Warren Buffett and Charles, whatever his name is, uh, those two guys, um, traditional wall street people. Um, that's how you made your money. Good job. Um, you figured out, uh, early, you got in early. Um, and you realize that this was a huge scam and you can make millions of dollars off of young people. So you did. Um, and for that, I hope you feel guilty and you kind of, you know, feel bad about it. Um, but well done um, seeing that opportunity and, you know, capitalizing on it because this is a capitalist society after all. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my take on the, the stock market. If you didn't already know, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I'm more than willing to play the game. Uh, I, as long as you know, I am willing to admit that yeah, it's a scam, 100%. Um, the higher up you are on the chain, chain, the more money you're gonna make. Um, so I get that, but I'm going to profit off of it as well. I'm not gonna be stupid and let other people make money off of me, kind of thing. So 
I am understanding the financial world we live in. And I am choosing not to be a victim of it. And I'm choosing to uh, play the game and profit as much as I can from it. Um, and one day, eventually, it won't be a thing anymore. And I'll have to, you know, shift my attack vector somewhere else, which that's, that's the way of the world. You know, right now, it's cryptocurrency. That's the thing. Um, I get it. People don't like NFTs. Uh, people think it's a scam. Um, and for the most part, about, what, 60%, 40% um, of the of the tokens that you can buy right now, yeah, they are uh, more or less scams. Yeah, so, and obviously the news, that's all it is, is whenever there's a scam that's been found, that's all that the news is. There's never news about good things, you know, because you're not looking in the right place. You're in the wrong place. Uh, you're the place of the people that want to uh, get rid of cryptocurrency. They don't want NFTs to succeed. They don't want you to be in control of your own money um, because that's not how they make money. So understanding that is the first step in financial literacy, honestly. Um, and then the, yeah, you know, obviously there's our coins that are uh, <clears throat> less profitable than others um, that are fake, that are just scamming you and taking your money. Um, but research, do it. Think about where you're putting your money, not just in new places, but also right now. Is it actually good for you to own the U.S. dollar? Is it good for you to own that CD at a bank? Is it good to buy that stock from Tesla or AMC or GME or, you know, what are the other big ones? Or even gold. Is it good to be investing in gold or not? Any, any way that you're putting your money that you work for, you are better understand where it's sitting especially you know even if you just like pull it out and you put it in cash on your you know in your uh you know underneath your bed um is that a good thing um uh, because now you are the custod custodian of your money uh what happens when your house catches on fire and you lose all of that um <clears throat> if you put it in a bank what happens when the bank gets robbed what happens when the bank decides that it's no longer in business what happens if the bank decides to put your money somewhere that it shouldn't and loses that money what happens to your money to begin with what does it do where's it going what's happening with it and of course the other end not just storing it what are you putting what are you buying what are you using that money for are you using that money to go on a vacation to find happiness are you using that money to buy a new house plant because that brings you happiness are you using that money to buy fast food at McDonald's to feed yourself because that makes you feel not good? It hardly ever makes you feel good. <laughs> I tell you that. McDonald's hardly ever makes anybody feel good, but it's convenient. And yeah, sometimes it, is. it does taste pretty good, but it's not good for you. Uh, so why do you do it? <laughs> Understanding and thinking about what you're doing with money is not necessarily your number one priority because sometimes it doesn't need to be. Sometimes number one priority is your relationships with your family or your friends or your significant other or your priority should be uh, doing the dishes or sitting outside, going on a walk, exercising more, exercising at all, not sitting at a desk all day, um, not sitting in front of a screen for eight to ten hours a day. Um, some of those things are more important than others and you need to prioritize things effectively but money should never not be in that equation 
and it doesn't necessarily have to be number one because not everybody needs to do that um there are more important things to understand but right now for me that is my biggest thing i'm in a good healthy relationship i'm in a good healthy family i'm in a good healthy work environment i'm in a good healthy life so money can be the number one largest priority thing that i worry about because that is something that will improve my life later down the line especially the way that i want to use it so understanding the priorities is obviously at the end of the day the biggest thing you need to do and you need to worry about is what is your biggest priority and understanding that sometimes you may need to shift your priorities when it becomes important and not sticking too long into one thing um so yeah with that being said this has been kind of a ranty video uh because i've you know i was mowing the lawn today um listening to some podcasts uh and one of them really got me uh they were talking about how gold is dead and then they started talking about how nfts were a scam and how they're bitcoin maximalists but they hate all of their cryptocurrencies it's like that doesn't make sense to me um unfortunately it's unfortunate you know that all of the coins are kind of all grouped all cryptocurrency is sync together float together right now in media so like cardano and and, and ethereum are butting heads because how our capitalistic approach in the u.s is that if you're doing the same thing as somebody else that's competition and so you have to you have to beat out that other guy you can't let them do what you're doing uh, because then you lose whatever capital you have um, but that's not it's not the case in cryptocurrency cardano and ethereum can both exist because their technology is completely different the blockchain the basic level of what's happening the technology of those two are two completely different things they just happen to both have the functionality to allow you to have smart contracts which are currently being used to sell jpegs on the internet that does not mean that they're going to be doing the same thing because cardano transfer fees or gas depending on how you want to say it their fees are a lot cheaper the coins are a lot cheaper the floor is a lot lower than ethereum because ethereum has built more of its ecosystem so they aren't doing the same thing they don't need to fight each other because they aren't doing the same thing they just happen on the surface level to look like the same coin but the underlying technology is two completely different things that do two different things at the end of the day it's the it's just as healthy as realtors you could have three different realtor markets all selling houses like 21st century or here in kz the kz whatever we're called they can both be selling houses and not interfering with each other yeah you're taking business because they could have went to you instead of the other guy but at the end of the day you're both selling houses and you're both raising the market price of your town that you're working in at the end of the day the higher you sell the house the better it is for the other guy too you are helping each other so that's the same concept with currency with cryptocurrency you know bitcoin it isn't it isn't the same as any other coin so yes being a bitcoin maximalist is great you can believe in being a decentralized currency and being able to use that currency to buy things not anonymously because that's monero but um buying things on the internet for a decent price i mean the transfer fees are kind of expensive but bitcoin getting a whole coin is like 60 some thousand or whatever it's 49 47 at the time of uh you know my my uh speaking but bitcoin just it, its technology is to be a currency and is to be decentralized that is its utility um 
And to say that you hate on Ethereum or Litecoin, I don't really know what Litecoin is. I'm not going to say that. Uh, on Ethereum or Solana or um, Cardano, I do understand those technologies because they're all fairly similar. They all have the similar base level functionalities and they're more or less branches of each other. They do different things on the base level technology, but they are the three that I have been watching the most because, you know, there's reasons. I'm not going to get into them here in this podcast. That's not what it's about. Um, but Bitcoin doesn't do what those guys are doing. Bitcoin fills the niche of being the most decentralized, the most you own this currency. This is your wallet. You are the custodian of your money. Now you do something with that. Um, and it fits the best with our capitalistic mindset. Um, <laughs> so being a Bitcoin maximalist isn't a problem. The problem is, is when you decide not to want to understand the other currencies and hate on them because they don't do what Bitcoin does. At the end of the day, you should be looking at your entire system, your entire ecosystem, your entire community. Bitcoin, unfortunately, you know, for the Bitcoin maximalists, yes, you are in the cryptocurrency community, which means you are in the NFT community, which means you should want these things to succeed because that makes your coin more, um, not viable, but it gives you more credibility, more or less, and it allows more mainstream adoption of your coin, which improves your price as a coin, which means you make more money at the end of the day. So you want NFTs to succeed, and you want good NFT projects to succeed. You don't want the rug pulls. You don't want the scams. And so if you spend the time vetting that information and adding to that conversation, you are going to go up in value as well. Even though you don't have any Ethereum and you decide not to buy any Ethereum or Cardano or Solana or any other coin, you just want Bitcoin, you just want to mine it, you just want to have a lightning node, that is fine. But you should be, you should be in the crypto community. You shouldn't exile yourself because that damages both your brand and, you know, exercises you uh, from everybody else and people decide to dislike you and that's when all the other coins decide that they don't like bitcoin which can be more detrimental to what you are wanting um so yeah that podcast really kind of got to me um not this one the one that i was listening to while i was mowing my yard uh, those two guys that were on there were are very smart people um the one of the guys was a gold and silver collector um and is in that mineral um and metal uh, universe that is his ecosystem that he used to live in back in his younger days and then the other guy the host um he's interviewed a lot of different people in the cryptocurrency world but his whole thing is uh, i think it is economics um, i haven't listened to a lot of them um i've just recently onboarded uh, but he has done a lot of cool things i'm sure um so i'm not hating on the two guys just their uh, their ideas and thoughts on the crypto uh, ecosystem was a little off and i thought it was unnecessary and they weren't they weren't thinking clearly necessarily um they weren't thinking um from diversity they were thinking from their centralistic view of where they want the world to be um and how they only want one coin um, obviously the host he wants to be as gracious as possible to the guest and doesn't want to you know um deflate the conversation he wants to give the platform to the guests um so i understand if he was a little bit more hesitant to um you know push back on the maximalism that was happening from the guest uh but the you know 
having the ability to be humble enough to understand uh, where you stand and that not everything is black and white or should only be one thing um, because at the end of the day, it, it would be more profitable um, if you thought a little bit more. <laughs> so this has been a good one for me. Uh, it's been this, this has been on my mind for a hot minute. Um, I've been thinking about it. I've been working on, not necessarily a script, but working on a, uh, the words that I wanted, you know, the structure of how I wanted to talk about uh, this topic. Um, and I, I think I did a pretty good job. Um, I may revisit it in the future, say about a year or two down the line, when my uh, investments in my portfolio has graduated, it has grown, it has improved or de uh, decreased in uh, profitability. Um, I think that's the word for it. Um, but more or less, you know, yeah, that's my thoughts on financial literacy. Um, and I don't really plan on talking about uh all of my um diversification um i feel like i have mentioned but if i haven't i will now that i, I am getting into the credit card universe you know the credit verse um i'm starting to dig you know i've gotten currency cryptocurrencies um just the base level owning the coin and uh, i will be making an entrance into um nfts after doing about a year of market research um, I think I've come to the realization of I'm not here to buy a board Ape Yacht Club token. I'm not here to be a crypto punk member or part of the Flamingo Dow or anything. Um, I would like to be a part of the Noun Dow. Those guys, that's a cool project. I like the nouns. The nouns are cool. Um, I enjoy that project. That uh, I think that's cool. Um, both the artwork that's in it and also kind of the community. I'm in their Discord just kind of you know watching um of course i would like to be a part of you friends because that's going to be built for the next 40 years it's going to be crazy um gary vanderchuk's um nft project it's going to be great um but i just don't have the um you know i don't have the financial uh, ability to buy in at the floor i think it's like some uh, like 60 some odd thousand dollars or something like 23 thousand i don't know i haven't looked in a while but um i'm going to be buying things that i like uh, so like nouns, um, I think is fairly cheap, um, not aftermarket, but you could, you could probably snipe one or two random nouns, especially here. Once we get past the hundreds, uh, once the initial 100 come out, um, they'll be cheaper. Um, and then of course, um, finding other rare, um, smaller projects that I just enjoy because I'm going to just build my portfolio and build my history. Uh, I'm not really looking to profit off of any of these items. Uh, I 100% expect everything that I buy to be zero. But the thing is that I'm investing in the future. Same thing you, if you were to buy, like from a garage sale right now, you buy some old coins. Those are going to be worth like hundreds of thousand dollars. You buy for like 10 bucks because the people just don't know. Or other gems like that, other collectibles that, you know, the person just may not know about. Um, be selling them cheap. And then in 20, 30, 40 years, those are going to be huge. And I want to be on the record of being like, yeah. I was a part of that um, and if they go to zero I'm still gonna be happy because I bought them from the place of I think these are cool and I like them um, and less about this may not make me money <laughs> or this better make me money um, so that's that's my plan you know uh, those are just a few of my uh, revenue uh, generating uh, locations um, the rest I'm not going to talk about at the time because they're still being built I'm still working on the process of doing them. Um, so with that being said, I think I've, you know, 
Lego talked. I've waffled on enough. Um, I thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully I brought a little bit of value. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I think I've gotten most of it out of my brain today. Um, expect another podcast the 17th. Is that the 17th? The 27th? Next Monday? Maybe. Um, I think this is, yeah, two. Two in a month isn't bad for me, um, just the way that I'm doing life right now. It's, it's a good schedule for me. Um, but uh, thinking about doing one more topic, uh, potentially on peer-to-peer ability of, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, um, maybe NFT, MMORPG, um, thought process that I'm having, um, or even, you know, I've done a little bit of thinking about, um, you know, how we interact with, um, the internet and, you know, more specifically smartphones. Um, I, I want to be able to have the, uh, I want to change, I want to have variability on my, um, let me, let me look at what the word is. I have it in my notes here. Um, variable interaction is key is the words that I said. So, how do I interact with my phone, first of all, and then how do I interact with the internet, um, which for the most part, you know, I'll, I'll get into, that'll probably be my topic on Tuesday, because I'm going to have a lot of time to think about it um, a lot more heavily now that I've gotten this out of my brain, um, to on to the next thing, and I don't need as much time thinking about this, because, you know, I've been using a phone since freshman year of high school, and I've been using, um, you know, the internet since I was like six or seven years old. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I grew up with the internet because uh, the internet, we were kind of, you know, we were poor when I was a kid, you know, so being, uh, having that access was limited, but you know, we had TVs and we had that and radio. So that, that was the internet. That's the information. That's where it was at. And then web two came out shortly after that, you know, once we started getting homeschooled, we invested in the internet because how are we going to teach, you know, how was I going to learn? Um, so I did, technically I grew up, one of the first generations of people growing up um, learning from the internet instead of learning from traditional school and um, books for, for uh, you know, good reason. <laughs> you know, don't always trust what are in books. Um, it's not 100% factual. Uh, obviously, neither is the internet, but diversitizing your uh, information gathering is also important. So I believe I am part of uh, very small, especially in my my group of people, you know, my people around my age from the age of 20 to 26, uh, that age range, we technically could be the first group of people to learn from the internet, but I am a small section of people that actually learn from the internet. People now, kids these days, that's all they know. They, YouTube is their search engine. Um, TikTok is their search engine. They don't a book what do you mean i'm gonna open this biology book no i'm just gonna google that what are you talking about what that's why would i flip through 300 pages where i can't even control f to look i gotta go back to the index and then flip back through the pages again not happening i'm just going to go to the internet look up my question the first three links are gonna have the most viable answer and probably all agree with each other that's good enough for me so I'm a part of that group of early, uh, not investors. I mean, technically, I guess I invested in it, but I am a part of the early group of people that learned from the internet. Um, and so I've always interacted with the internet since, you know, six or seven years old. Like I said, I have always been connected to the internet. And so I have a lot of thoughts on that and how, how I want that to change and what that looks like. Um, there's lots of different ways to do it, and I really want to talk about that because I think it's not necessarily important for you to understand that, 
Uh, you could go your whole life without even knowing, you know, thinking about how you interact with the internet. But once you understand that, you can upgrade, you can, you know, upgrade, you can increase your, um, your life. You can improve upon how you live your life with this information that I'm going to give out um, the next week or two. <laughs> but I think it is worth knowing. It's not necessary to know, and not everybody needs to do it, like I've said before. But I think it is going to be useful, especially going forward and looking forward on how we're going to use the internet. Because you can early invest. People my age, we can we can get in on the floor or before the floor. We can make the technology to improve how we do the internet and be a part of that entry level for the next generation. And, you know, at the end of the day, profit off of it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyways, thank you guys. Uh, I technically could have signed off like 10 minutes ago, but I had to get that out as well. Uh, a nice little teaser for the next episode. That's what it's going to be about. I've decided since I've said it here, uh, it's now in the very front of my brain or wherever the front of your uh, thinking lobe is in your brain. Uh, that's where it's at now, and it's going to live there until I get it out. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, I'll catch you guys later. Um, enjoy your evenings. Bye, guys.